Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Well, hello, hello there, my beautiful red women. I am so, so excited to get to be here with you today. I know all of you out there are moving and shaking in the world of bringing through the new paradigms, the new codes of the divine feminine through everything that you do. And that we're gathering here to be inspired by one another and to remember through one another what it means to walk as powerful, sassy, alive, a tad bit naughty, spiritual women leaders <laughs> who are here to shake up the current paradigms and bring the embodiment of love to the planet. So I am overjoyed today. I have a beloved sister sitting next to me in in, in real-time space, and her name is Marenbach Antonsen. Hello, darling. Hello, my beautiful, exquisite <laughs> sister and all the sisters that are listening. <laughs> So Maren is here today. She is a really beloved sister of mine. She is a a Magdalene Rose priestess, a mystic and an emissary of the Divine Mother, and she has her own mystery school called the Priestess Rising Mystery School and the Magdalene Mystery Path. And so one of the things I want you to know about Maren is, you know, how we met. So Maren and I have known each other, I don't know, probably 10, 11, 12 years. Maren tipped up at some retreat that I was co running many, 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 many years ago. And um, we connected in the heart of that retreat. And the retreat was on the Divine Feminine. I think it was maybe, I don't know if it was embraced by love. It was something like that. Anyway, I know there was a lot of roses involved, <laughs> which was a tip off, right? <laughs> so fast forward through the years, I've been aware of Marin's work and the beautiful womb healing work that she does, the beautiful Magdalene mysteries and the rose work that she does. Well, this last year, um, I've just gotten back from being in the UK and Marin was with me and a whole host of other beautiful sisters on a retreat that we call Avalon Remembered, which is Awakening the Heart of the Magdalene. And we got to be in Avalon, aka Glastonbury, together for a full week, activating, awakening and clearing so much energy working with the sacred anointing oils. What I want you to know about Maren and myself is we share something really deep and powerful, which is within the scent anointing tradition, we are gifted by goddess, a holy oil to work with, to become oracle for, to bring in as our own healing. 
And both Marin and I carry the Rosa Mystica oil, which is a blend of three oils, um, three different roses, I should say, a, a white rose, a red rose, and a pink rose blended together. And it's known as the queen of the queens, the queen of the heart. And it's all about healing the heart to make the heart more available to unconditional love, to both give and receive of love. So I wanted to invite Marin here today, and I can already feel the frequency shifting. I had anointed myself with my Rosa Mystica oil before I came on with you today, Marin. But really what I wanted to invite you into with me today was a deepening conversation, a dialogue about red, about the rose lineage, about the Magdalene, about your path to coming alive to this, how this happened in your own life. And what we mean when we talk about the rose path or the rose lineage and who, what is even that? I get a lot of questions about that from women who are trying to grapple with that understanding. And so I'd love to get your fractal on that. But I guess my first question to you is, well, first and foremost is I'm love that you're here. I haven't seen you since we were in Glastonbury together. So oh, I'm getting to see and be with you. So yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. And so where I'd love to start is, you know, what has had you step onto this path of the Magdalene? Like what's, give us a little bit of the backstory of the priestessing and then specifically the Magdalene Rose lineage work that you're involved in. How did you get here? I have a very specific story to okay. tell. Story and like time, that, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and you know what? I actually love to tell this story because I believe that it's a story that potentially activates others as well. And so uh, I share it both as my story, but also as a transmission. Um, I used to actually not tell this part of the story. So I'll just contextualize that from the beginning. But my brother's death back in 1995 was a catalyst for me. And my brother committed suicide, totally unexpectedly, totally um, traumatically. Wow. And what happened back at that time, now that I can really bring it forward and talk about it, mm -hmm. the reason I bring it forward is because I understand that I was at a coordinate, a very important life coordinate that often we find ourselves in. And it is the crossroads of, I was broken, mm -hmm. but I was open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at that exact crossroad, Divine Mother often gives us a doorway. Mm -hmm. And for whatever angels were around me, I opened and I walked through that doorway. And suddenly my life took on a wind. That's the best I can talk about it. Like a wind at my back that was guiding me places and spaces that I had not planned, that I was just following the energy at the time. And it brought me to um, a specific night around the time of autumn equinox, 1996. I was volunteering at the New York Open Center at the time. I was very, I suddenly had this voracious appetite for spirituality, spiritual teachers awakening because it was the catalyzing, you know, of my awakening. And as a thank you for our service, we had a gift. And I had two workshops that I got to choose from that night. Mm -hmm. I could either go to a feng shui workshop that I was very interested in, or I could go to an autumn equinox ceremony. And Elaine, I remember weighing these two, this one or that one, this one or that one. And I don't know what in the world made me choose the autumn equinox ceremony, except I remember having a thought, well, I love the fall on the East Coast where I lived at the time. I'm going to go to this autumn thing. I didn't even know what the word equinox meant, to be honest with you. I'm going to go to this autumn thing. So I walked into the room. My subway happened to be late. And 
when I hit the doorframe, I was presented with a circle of women, mm. candles lit, altar set. Mm. My body stopped at this doorframe, and I remember this so clearly. I had a visceral reaction to what I was seeing mm. for the first time, I think, in this lifetime. My cellular structure, my biology, my bones, my being, I was remembering this thing mm. that was circle that was sacred space, mm -hmm. that was sisterhood, that was ceremony. Mm -hmm. And it took my breath away. Mm -hmm. I went through the evening buzzing. Something had gotten turned on in my body. <laughs> I went right up to the facilitator afterwards. She was a bit older than me. I practically grabbed her by the shoulders. And I said, I, I, I have to do what you do. <laughs> And she's sort of, you know, in her own intuition, I think she sort of saw, you know, a priestess of lifetimes ago and uh, invited me to be her apprentice. Wow. I apprenticed with her for two years. I learned the ways. Mm. I got rewomaned. I got introduced to the goddess again. Mm. And very quickly, what happened was looking back, my priestess codes got activated. And what I mean by that is I didn't need the training. I didn't have to learn. It was being in her field, simply basking in her own frequency that my remembrance started to come online for me. And I very quickly understood how to do ceremony, how to do circle, how to speak this language, how to make invocations. And I think that's oftentimes the gift that we are to one another in the feminine paradigm. We're not teaching one another the way that the old paradigm of teacher, student, guru, you know, follower, but in being in each other's presence, yeah. we tune each other's codes to a frequency where they can open, where they can be activated. And that's what my beloved dear Susan did for me. Mm -hmm. And I hope maybe just maybe I've done that for a person or a two in this lifetime. And it's uh that's how I got on the priestess path. Mm. Well, I'm sure you have. I know you have. And I, yeah, I love that you say that because we often talk about the lineage being a lineage of remembrance, right? And what does remembrance actually mean? It's not a memory from this lifetime. It's a memory that's encoded into our viscera, into our cellular memory, into our DNA. And I heard many, many years ago, this statement, which was, we remember who we are in the presence and gaze of our sisters. And exactly. And that's a lot of it is, like you said, is we all carry specific different frequencies. And when we become clearer in that, when we become willing to embody that, and that's the journey, right? Is your willingness to actually allow yourself to embody that frequency, that gift that you actually are, the presence of your being, that, um, that that's why we came here. We came here to bring a frequency, to bring a gift of presence to the planet. And really, we're already into the conversation about what it means to walk the path of the Rose Priestess or the path of the Magdalene. So I want to acknowledge and honor how your journey began. And I think you're right when you say that so many of us get initiated through something like a great loss or 
um, a shock or a trauma to our psyche, our soul, our body, right? And I, I hear this story repeatedly, as you probably do, Marin, right? And for all of you who've listening right now, you know what those initiations have been in your life. And I think what the priestess path gives us is the opportunity of how we see that initiation. Do we lean into it as an opportunity, like the doorway, you said, the doorway that opens? Which door do we choose at that initiation gateway? So I'm so happy you chose the gateway of the fall equinox without even knowing why. <laughs> I, your mind didn't know why, but it was like feng shui or fall equinox. <laughs> it <was> like, right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so I want you all to think as you're listening to Imarin speak about what's triggering, what's, what's pinging in your own psyche about that moment when you were awakened onto this path of remembrance. So let's come a little bit further ahead, you know, because it's, that was a long time ago, 1996. We're now 2022. Can you believe it? So where did that journey lead you? And when did you meet the Magdalene and the Rose? You can't see Marin right now, but I'm going to paint a picture of you. She's dressed in this beautiful pink, reclaimed sari, beautiful gown that she's got on. She's surrounded by red roses. There's rose pictures on the walls. There's candles. I mean, it's a feast for the senses, seriously. So <laughs> when did the rose come into your awareness and how did you come to understand what that was showing you? In 2014, again, She's it was a such a... technologist. Yes. <laughs> it was such a specific event that happened. Mm. I was called to a retreat at the Earthrise Center after I had been there yeah. with you at your retreat and um, it was the retreat with Barbara Marks Hubbard, oh. who tends to draw a much older crowd. Yeah. And when I was there, I'm sitting there, and everybody in the room is about 20, 25, 30 years older than me. Oh, and I remember thinking, like, why am I here? I wonder what brought me here, <laughs> right? But I had followed the intuition, and I, and I went. And um, truth be told, I was resonating with the material, but it wasn't that experience of vibrating with every cell of my body the way my previous story was. Barbara introduced a piece about the new Bible stories during our seven days together. Uh -huh. And she had people read these new Bible stories. Her tenant was this, and I'll share it because it's, it's actually a really important piece. She said that story informs so much of our psyche and that in the West, whereas earth-based peoples often pass stories to their young in order to teach them and their stories are very reverent. In the West, we really have one story that runs through culture and it's the Bible yeah. and how the Bible is not necessarily so empowering for women. Mm. So she got called by the higher beings to rewrite some of these stories so that they would be empowering and reframed and she was introducing them for the first time at this retreat, which was such a privilege. Mm. We could either read them or we could be in the audience and listen. So I chose to be in the audience and listen. Mm. On the exact night that they were going to read these stories, the woman that was supposed to read the Magdalene part didn't show up. I have no idea why or <sighs> what happened, but they ran up to me about 15 minutes before they were going to read them. And they said, Marin can you read this Magdalene part? Because the other woman didn't show up and we need somebody. And I thought, okay, sure. <laughs> they gave me a script. 
I remember the cue like it was yesterday. The man playing Yeshua said, my beloved has been silenced for lifetimes. Oh. And now she speaks. Oh, my God. Right? Doesn't that give you chills? Wow. And I took a breath and I read this piece. And because I hadn't memorized it or anything, I, w- I was just reading it. And when I looked up, everybody in the room, the women just had tears streaming down their face. And there was a part of me that got in the car that night and I thought, well, darn, I wish I could have received it and not read it, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But I got in the car and you know the back roads around Petaluma. Yeah. I was driving on a back road and all, <laughs> it's hard for me to really put this into words, but I felt a love come into my experience in the car to the degree where I had to pull over because it was so big and so unknown. It both activated and expanded and excited me, but also terrified me. I pulled over and I heard in my ear, I have been trying to reach you and now you can hear me. And I burst into tears and I just knew. It's hard to explain when you just know because you don't know, you know. You know in your heart, right? Mm -hmm. And I just knew that it was her. Mm. And it was as if she touched my cells Mm. because the next day I woke up and everything in me got turned on to Magdalene. I had a voracious appetite where I hadn't had it before. I'd heard other women talk about Magdalene and they were going on Magdalene pilgrimages. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, that's good for her. But it never really grabbed me the way that it did. And then that happened in the car. And literally the next day, like a light switch got turned on. And ever since then, I have just been magnetizing her wisdom into my experience. And Mm -hmm. when it comes to this part about the lineage of the rose, I really hesitated for a long time about saying that, speaking that, putting that out there in the public marketplace until one day it just was what it was. And I just knew again, it was as if like my, my heart was ripe and ready to name it, to claim it and to anchor it in my being. I just knew that this was the truth. And I get chills even when I speak that now, that mm-hmm. I am, I hold Magdalene's frequency in my field. I don't understand it from my human perspective, but I know that I am, you are, many of us are a part of her, mm-hmm. and that I am one who has walked this rose path, mm-hmm. holding the codes of the Divine Mother and being in service to that frequency, to that energy for many, many lifetimes. Mm. Mm. Ooh, blessed be. I just feel the power. And it's so interesting how it weaves, right? Because as you share this story about that moment of being called to speak as Magdalene and Yeshua says, you know, let us hear from her who has been silenced. I mean... it's like you can't write that i mean you can write it but you need the players to play it right Right. what that's the genius of barbara mark Mark hubbard god rest her soul goddess rest her soul right and she's no longer in form with us but clearly was such an avatar teacher yeah 
And what's so interesting, Maren, is today I had made a post today and I woke up this morning and I I, I had in my head, and it's so bizarre, like, because we sang this in primary school in England, right? Bizarre. And the song goes like this. Dance now wherever you may be, for I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I'll lead you here wherever you may be, because I am the Lord of the dance, said he. I woke up this morning and I heard these words. Dance now wherever you may be, I am the lady of the dance, said she. I danced in the morning when the world was begun, and I danced in the moon and the stars and the sun, and I came down from heaven and I danced on the earth. At the beginning of this world, I had my birth. I was called to rewrite that, like, hymn to the Lord, to the lady this morning. Sister. Right? Wow. Right? So, and there here you are, right? And I'm like listening to your story and I'm like, okay, mother, all right, I get it. I'm here. Yes, yes, we're doing the work. We're reclaiming her voice. And so much of what I perceive the Magdalene to be activating as a collective, and you spoke to this, right, that that she, you know, there's Magdalene, the historical woman, and then there's the Magdalene, the collective archetypal avatar, whatever we want to call her. And she's speaking through so many at this time. And what I want to honor in you and feel in you is your, your yes, and how when you heard that moment, and I think many of us have heard this moment where we are called. You know, mine was at the Chalice World Gardens in Avalon in Glastonbury, which is why I go back there every year and take people with me is because that's where she first spoke to me. And basically, I took the vow to walk as love without knowing what the heck that means because she said, are you willing to take the vow to walk as love? And I just stood there going, oh, I don't know what that means. But my soul said, yes. And then, and that was like in 2010. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what it means to walk as love. And then the initiations began. (laughs) Right. Right. And then I started getting whacked upside the head in all the places in my life where I wasn't walking as love. So I want to talk about this, this, this idea of the rose lineage, because I think there's a lot of question in my community. I get asked this a lot and I am super curious to hear from you, from the rose, from whatever transmission wants to come in. What does it mean when we say we're walking in the lineage of the rose? Like to be a rose sister or a rose priestess, from your fractal of knowing, what does that mean? So the best way that I can sort of open this is, I'm actually going to talk about the yoni for a second, if that's okay. Good. Oh, please do. I'm going to go there. How could you not? So the yoni and the womb are these feminine portals in our body, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've learned is that, well, let me go back for a second. I was in a conference one time and I met this amazing African woman. She was a shamaness, a womb shamaness. Mm -hmm. And I remember so clearly, she said, the problem with the Western women's wombs, Mm -hmm. your wombs, women, they are cold. The womb is meant to be warm, And I remember that, like it was like a lightning bolt of truth went through my body. And I went on a quest. What is this? What is, what does it mean to warm the womb? Mm. And what I found was Mm. the womb is 
feminine in our body, and therefore she is relational. She responds to relationship. She responds to connection. She responds to communal um, mm-hmm. fields of, 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 of nature. Mm-hmm. And for many of us, the reason why our womb is cold is because we're not in relationship with our womb in the West. We haven't been brought up with a reverence for our womb, right? Totally. So this takes me then to the yoni. The yoni is also the gateway to this incredible portal, this sanctuary in our body. One of the things that I have experienced with my beloved husband of 25 years is mm-hmm. as we've grown and evolved in our intimacy dance and our language, he approaches my yoni with incredible honor, mm-hmm. patience, reverence, love. Mm-hmm. And I have experienced that there is an energetic rose within my yoni yeah. that when he shows himself as reverent. Mm-hmm. That rose opens. And that yoni portal becomes a expression mm-hmm. of the divine feminine in full bloom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the rose mm. is our feminine essence. It is a symbology and a code of the full feminine essence Mm -hmm. that has been shut down and protected. Mm -hmm. And when the rose fully is revered, when she is safe, honored, revered, then she can open again. Mm -hmm. There are many of us that behold this essence and this code that is the ultimate feminine in the essence of our being, because we came here to bring the divine feminine to these realms once again. Mm-hmm. And slowly, as we make it safe for each other in our temples, in our ceremony, in our circle, for this essence to unfold, unfurl, and come into bloom, so it is at the center of the petals, at the spiral of the rose, the divine feminine essence opens up to the world again through us, through our body. And the divine feminine, as of 2012, the divine feminine now is being brought back to the earth. And her resonance, her harmonic, her beauty, her nature is coming online again in our reality through the body temples of me, you, and all of the many women that know that they hold this this codology in their body. Mm. Let's just take that in for a moment. (laughs) I, I... have this vision as you're speaking of this mystic rose of this unfurling of the yoni and the unfurling of the womb and the unfurling of the solar plexus and the heart and the throat and the pineal gland and the crown because when we really think about what chakras are right they are unfurling they unwind and open just in that same Fibonacci spiral or golden mean spiral as the rose does, right? It's that same central incarnational spiral that everything comes in through, that everything enters into life through that spiral and goes out of life through that spiral. So there's so much in what you've just said and transmitted to us about the power of not understanding, but opening to the knowing 
that we are that rose, that we blossom in this lifetime. Many times we come to our full bloom and we die and we are reborn again and we die and we are reborn. And this is at the center of the the Christian mythology. It's at the center of the Gnostics. It's at the center of, you know, the knowing of what happens in life. And so I just, when you speak of it, there's this nourishment that comes into my body. Like I'm like, oh, yes. (laughs) So when you became aware of this, well, let me ask you, when did you first meet that rose? inside of yourself and how did that happen because I think many women go oh I'd love to meet that rose and how do I do that I don't know how to do that right and I know that's a lot of what your work is with women but I'm wondering if you could just talk about your experience and then what are some ways in which we can actually meet that rose within us so for me, this part of it is actually like very human. I didn't have yeah. a big mystical experience. Right. And it was that I began to l- see out in the marketplace that there were women that were using this languaging of the rose lineage. Mm. And I would lean in. And there was something in that that percolated for me, that popped mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And when I participated in the material that is the Sophia Code, the Codex. Mm. Many of your listeners might have experienced that as well. I had a profound initiation with Mother Mary, who Mm. is she of a thousand roses. And at that time that I got initiated by this mystical being on the mystical realm, simply with my eyes closed on the multi-dimensions, I knew that when she offered the rose to my heart, it was as if she opened something that I already carried. She wasn't giving me something outside of myself. She was mirroring something that was already there. And I'll be honest, it took a little while. Mm. It wasn't like a pop or a light going off the way that some of these other experiences mm. were. Mm. It was it was a slow recalibration into the remembrance of the rose, almost like the way that a rose blooms open. It was, it was slow and it was, I had to be patient with it. I had to let it sit in the radiance of the sun for a little while before the full activation of it happened for Mm -hmm. me. And so I speak that in case there are other women that are having something of a similar experience where they don't yet feel like something is them, but yet they're drawn, they're called, they're magnetized to it. And I would say that the reason why you're magnetized to it is because you probably carry, Mm. uh, you are a living petal of that rose grid. When it really got anchored in for me, I said yes to leading a Sisterhood of the Rose retreat. (laughs) And we sat in circle, we opened our heart stargates, and we turned all the lights off just with some candles in the middle of the room, and we called in the consciousness of the sisterhood of the rose. And very quickly, just in meditation, we were all holding hands, we just went into silence. Mm. I had a vision, and the vision was of a group of nine women with linen Mm -hmm. headdresses on their head. Mm -hmm. And I heard them say this line, and I'll say it here in case it activates anyone. Ishte e ambra, ishte e ambra, ishte e ambra. Mm. And suddenly I brought it forward through my own voice into the room. 
And all, I think there was 14 of us, all 14 women began to repeat it. And we began to circle this chant, Ishte Aambra, Ishte Aambra. And for the first time in my life, it was the only time this ever happened. Although I do channel, I don't full body channel. But I felt the presence of this being come into my body. And she spoke to the room. Mm -hmm. Only happened that one time, never happened since. And she spoke to us about a rose heart grid. And she said, you are here to open the rose of your heart. And when you open it fully, there is an energy in the center of the rose that gets turned on. And like a laser beam, it magnetizes to other rose hearts. She gave me a sound. It goes, zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> And that rose heart grid from one rose heart to another rose heart to another rose heart to another rose heart, we are creating and activating this grid that isn't, it's different than the earth grids. It's a living grid that goes from heart to heart. It's a heart grid. Mm -hmm. And that I left that day really being able to accept mm. and feel confident that I can, I can officially claim this lineage as my own. I can walk this path. I can step forward mm -hmm. and really activate in me that I am a rose priestess. Mm. And I think the code of I am is a very important code to understand in that when we say, I am this, mm -hmm. that it actually draws the mm -hmm. essence to us. It's as if we say, I accept it. I allow it in. Yes, 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 yes. Big yes. You know, say um, that mantra one more time, my love. Aste a ambra. Aste a ambra. So what's really interesting is there's another, um, within the 13 moon lineage, there's a mantra that goes, umbra solis, umbra solis. And what it refers to is umbra is, in Latin is shadow. And umbra solis is the, is basically the light and its shadow complete the great work. So it's the alchemical dictum for the completion of the work. And what I heard you say that what I what I received was was this journey of light and shadow, of being in the darkness and being the shard of light in the dark. And that the rose heart when ignited, and we have this all over the place in religious iconography iconography, right? The flaming heart, the light in the heart. Bridget holds a flame in the heart. Hestia holds a flame in the heart. What is the flaming heart? The Christed heart is the heart that is a light in the dark, that is igniting and illuminating matter from within itself. And when we join together on the rose path, we create what I'm hearing you say, and this is very, very connected to my own visions. We create a web work, an intricate web work of nodal points of light that create sacred geometrics from the heart into the space that create that resonance of that sound. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Um, so for any of you who are saying, I've seen this, um, I know this, somehow I know this, I just want you to take a moment to feel what's being transmitted into the space because one of the reasons I brought Marin in with me is because we both hold this Rosa Mystica, the unfurling of the rose. The, the mystic rose in the heart and it, the heart being not just the heart, but the body, 
the embodied experience of this love that Magdalene actually is transmitting, which is love in all of its faces and it is love that is fierce and tender and wild and free and kind and bold and, you know, feisty and <laughs> all flavors, right? I don't know about you. That's my experience. This is like, she's, she can be pretty bossy at times. <laughs> I call it the wild woman. Right. Bossy broad. She bossy broad that one. (laughs) I'm like, all right, already. All right. I'm getting on with it. I'm doing it. (laughs) My my human self, right? Right. So so thank you for sharing that, you know, and one of the things that I I so appreciate about um, our work of remembrance, right, is, and I want to say this to all of you who are listening in case you ever hold back and silence yourself. Because we began the conversation with, you know, Yeshua saying, let us hear from one who has been silenced. And that is, when you silence yourself, you never know who you are not allowing the opportunity of receiving some peace that you're holding that is going to spark in them a remembrance that may change their life. And I know you've had that experience and I have too, right? of both being the conduit for that, but also being the recipient of it. And that's part of how we have been disempowered throughout aeons. We've been silenced. We've not been allowed to speak. Because when we speak, it's an incredible, like you said, the I am code. When we speak, we speak it into being. Right. Right. And there's so much power with that. Go ahead, sister, speak. I'm going to add, I'm going to add <laughs> something do. to this, which is to say, oftentimes we think that we need an audience uh-huh. in order for the words to be received. And one of the things that mm-hmm. she has shown me is that when we are in full mm. alignment, only when we're in full alignment, mm. when we are fully claimed in, you know, it might be just as simple as a prayer. Mm-hmm. I am love. I choose love. I speak love. I share love. I spread mm. love. And so it is. And if you are sitting in the middle of your living room on your couch, no audience, no social media, no nothing, mm. and you simply just speak or sing or tone, I have seen it before. Your voice is like color and harmonic and octave, and it goes out like mm. ripples. Mm. and you don't know Mm. on that beautiful collective consciousness that we are all a part of that's not the internet but the organic internet the heart net your voice and your energy goes out on that and you might be reaching another woman on the other side of the world and in that moment that she gets your beautiful light something happens in her body and she has an inspired thought so no how powerful you are when you are connected to the rose, when you are calling forth, being a vessel, a conduit, and an emissary of love. You need not have a platform. You need not have a program. You need not have a social media account. You can literally be contributing to the expansion of love from your own space and place. Thank you for that. Reminder, because I think one of the stories that we carry is, well, my voice is not that important. That's one of the things we've been imprinted with, is that I have nothing important to say, or what I have said has already been said. 
or someone else said it better, or I don't have a right to say it, right. or if, if I say it, no one's listening. It doesn't matter. And I really want us, there's a message somewhere in here from the Rose lineage from the Magdalene around this silencing, and we started with that, and it just feels like it keeps coming back in and in and in, which is that that your vibrational presence through your voice, be it song, be it mantra, be it sounding, be it words, it doesn't matter to allow that to move through you without even knowing what it means. It doesn't matter. You don't have to know what it means. Like that, when that mantra come, came through to you, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> now there's a, there's a clue here that is so interesting uh, that really uh, affirms this. I want to invite everyone to go to Google and to look up the relationship between the voice box, the larynx, and the womb, and the yoni. And what you're going to find is that these two things are exactly shaped the same. Our voice, our vocal cords are shaped like a yoni. Our larynx is shaped exactly like our uterus. It's mm-hmm. breathtaking when you really mm-hmm. see this. Mm-hmm. And if that mm-hmm. isn't an affirmation that we create through our voice, particularly as women, I don't know that there ever was a better code or a better secret that was woven in, you know, to our bodies to speak that. So women, when they claim the inner creatrix, we absolutely are creating by the power of our voice. Oh, Oof. Oh, there's so much in there around the connection points between the body, the above and the below, the the reunification of our bodies, which is also another whole other conversation that we that we could have and that probably we will have at some point in time. <laughs> so, my love, I know that we need to wrap it up for today, and I, and I could keep waxing lyrical, and it's just been such an amazing conversation. Um, and I'd love to just have people hear from you about if they're interested to learn more from you or come and find you. Where do they find you? Um, what I know you have a free offering, maybe talk a little bit about that too. Thank you for the invitation to talk about that, sister. You're welcome. My business, very simple. My business is priestessrising.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, just Marin Priestess Rising. And the free gift that I have today actually is a high priestess ceremony that has been pre-recorded. It is a ceremony. It's also an activation. It is a sacred creation activation. So it's pointing out the difference between manifestation, which is really the manipulation of, um, you know, sort of like our, our our humanness trying to create and empowering the divine feminism and our magnetism in understanding the codes of sacred creation. Mm. So that is the free gift. I hope people will enjoy it. I can't wait to listen to it myself. You see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And you can find those links on the podcast page right here um, in order to be able to connect with Marin on Instagram, Facebook, and no doubt on another podcast sometime soon here, we'll continue the conversation. Um, what I'd actually love to do is, um, Maureen, I'm going to plant the seed with you right now and just let you all know juiciness, is I'd love us to come together and talk a little bit more about scent anointing and working with the Rosa Mystica oil and what's happened for both of us as we've been working with the ancient codes that come through the rose herself. By the way, you might not know this, but the rose is one of the oldest flowers on our planet and has been around for literally billions of years. 
which I find extraordinary to even think about. So when we talk about holding creational codes, <laughs> she knows a thing or two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Thank you. I know. And what I've heard is that she's actually, the oil measures at the highest hertz of any oil on the planet too. So if that I doesn't also tell that. us something about the rose. Well, so we, we as human beings tend to hang out between 30 to 40 megahertz. That's our electromagnetic field. When we come in contact with rose, she's at 365 megahertz. So imagine when you place that oil onto your body, what you're doing in terms of frequency because essential oils are a molecule size that passes between the blood-brain barrier. So they enter straight into the bloodstream, which is also a remarkable piece as to why working with essential oils has always been part of our healing practices, both on the physical as well as the emotional and spiritual levels. More to come on that quite soon. (laughs) Don't get me talking about that. We'll be here all afternoon. I know, really. Oh, nerding out. Okay, well, listen, everybody, I really would be fascinated to hear from you what you got activated from today, what you maybe have remembered. Please search out Marin and connect with her if you're called to her frequency, if she holds medicine for you. And I will be back with another Red Pod <laughs> Red Podcast episode. I got my teeth in around the wrong way. Um, at some time real soon here to share more wisdom, more insight, more awakening and remembrance with you that you can step more fully into the frequency of who you truly are. Blessings and love. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red Women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution, birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings.